Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. My sperm's real dumb. I'm Dory. Uh-huh. I'm Dory. Okay. Well, are we stopping our fun intro? My eggs are old. There we go. Yay! Yay! We both have some blame. We did it. Uh, if you notice, we have a new subtitle, which is... What is the subtitle of this podcast? Now? An IVF Journey. An IVF Journey. Because I discovered recently that when you type in IVF into iTunes... This podcast does not come up. We we discovered this a long time ago. Well, I figured the best way to change that was by changing the actual title of the show. I think that was smart because now we show up first. We are the best yeah. IVF podcast. We're the original. There might be some imitators out there. Don't be fooled. <laughs> They're not 37 episodes strong. This is the OG. Yeah. Um, what uh, what's, what's going on? 
What are we doing? Well, this is my first weekend, real weekend home in a while. It's very exciting. We're all happy to have you. Thank you. Uh, we're doing this on a Sunday again. None of this weird, uh, weirdo time. Yeah, that, that was weird. Thursday. Um, I did have a lovely time in Chicago. You met a lot of fans? I met a bunch of fans. Yeah. Uh, I just want to give a special shout out to... Eggheads. That's what I'm calling them. Eggheads. I want to give a special shout out to Mark, who came all the way from Kenosha, Wisconsin, wearing his Phoebe shirt. Oh, Mark, you are a gentleman and a scholar and a true feeble. To Madewell. What do you think of the fact that we called our fans feeble? I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Please don't play with those coins. I need a fidget spinner. You really do. You really, really do. I like to fidget with things, guys. Um, uh, he came all the way. His name was Mike? His name was Mark. Mark, sorry. Mark. He came all the way from Kenosha just to uh, have me sign, buy a book and sign it at Madewell. Mark, that is the nicest thing anyone's ever done for this podcast. Uh, anybody else who feels like driving further to be nicer He took the train. Mark? Or training? That's amazing. He took amazing. public transportation. Mark, Scott Moser and I owe you... A debt of gratitude. Oh, boy. We might have to record a special podcast just for Mark. Just for Mark. And then there was another couple who came in. They just happened to be in town for a wedding. Uh-huh. They saw my name on the easel on the sidewalk outside of Madewell. Oh, wow. And they were like, oh, my gosh, Dory's here. That's amazing and that they came the easel in. actually worked. I know. I've never heard of such a thing. I thought the easels were there just uh, for funsies. No, that's why you have an easel. Sandwich board. Yeah, it's a sandwich board, essentially. Um, well, I guess it's an easel. So that was that was somebody. awesome. And they bought a book. And they also bought a book for a friend of theirs who listens to the podcast. It's great. Yeah, it was you really signed nice. signed it for them as well? Signed it for them as well. And then my... Um, there's another listener who came to Madewell. It was really nice. And then at Printer's Row, there were a bunch of people who also came um, to my panel. That is a successful vacation. Not vacation. It was not a vacation. Not a vacation at all. <laughs> not at all. Successful trip to Chicago. And then I was at dinner with um, my friend Pete from college and his wife, Kim, who I'm also friends with. Uh-huh. And we had a front row seat. We were sitting outside yeah. at a great restaurant called The Girl and the Goat. Uh-huh. And the naked bike ride went by. Ah, what a treat. It was every year. truly spectacular. The naked bike ride was also in LA that weekend. Yeah, it it's inter- it's apparently international, which well, I did not know. Let your freak flag fly. They were letting everything fly. That sounds uh It was like there's like no seat design on earth this less is conducive what to being naked. I said on Instagram, I I posted a video. Yeah. And I just said I have to say, this seems very uncomfortable. Yeah, I I don't want to think about doing that. I mean, some men were standing, just letting everything flop around. Yeah, sure. Which also didn't seem that comfortable. More comfortable than sitting in that seat. True. But, you know, also, if you have a vagina, it's not particularly comfortable. Oh, I was not being gender specific when I was talking about how uncomfortable a bicycle seat is and how horribly designed it is for sitting without clothes. Yeah, I just, I, I was like, all right. I mean, I don't think I would ride my bike naked, but if you want to do it, do it. But like, no, that so just seems sweaty. so uncomfortable. It would slip into your butt. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't. Also, it went on for a really long time. Yeah. We kept thinking, okay, it's all, it looks like it's petering out. Oh, no pun intended. And mm-hmm. then uh, it just kept going. Thank goodness we'd finished eating. Well, thank goodness... I 
didn't catch any of it in Los Angeles. I was. I know. I, just saw, I caught the street closures. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So that was exciting. Chicago was lovely. Uh, but I, you know, I miss being home. Um, and I, we missed having you home. Thank you. Uh, I'll be gone next weekend and the weekend after that. And then we'll be together as a family mm-hmm. in Cape Cod. Um, yeah, it's funny though. You, you get, it's weird cause you don't like to make plans, but you get very anxious when I'm going to go away. I don't like it. I don't, I can't survive without you unless I'm in a resort. Wait, what? Like I can survive without you in Vegas. Oh, sure. Cause everything's there for me. Right. You know, just interesting because sometimes I just feel like you like even if we're both home you just want to do matt but then it turns out you want to do matt but you want to have dory around that's a accurate description of our marriage i want to do matt but have dory around and i, I want to do matt with dory but sometimes it doesn't make me feel amazing what i mean i think we had a good weekend we did we had a lovely weekend i don't see why i'm being criticized so hard right now you know what's this. nice about the weekend and just being back in general is we're both doing whole 30 again. Uh Uh-huh. So that's like, I feel like that's like a United. It's kind of like IVF, but we're both doing it. Right. It, yeah. I mean, it's, I've been doing it for about a month. My own method of it, which includes, I give myself a cheat day on Saturdays, which is not really how it's supposed to go. No. Um, and then you got sick last week. Got sick last week. Missed three days of work. It was terrible. I've never seen Matt. I've never seen Matt miss a day of work, let alone three days of work. Uh, first, first time I've missed work for being sick in eight years. But the best part was that he kept getting sent home. Well, I got sent home Monday, and then and then you I stayed home stayed Tuesday, home and Tuesday and Wednesday and Wednesday and then Thursday, Thursday I was driving into Sony and I was texting with Adam F Goldberg and uh he was like what are you doing stay home <laughs> and then we got into an argument over what was the better theme song Tiny Toons or Animaniacs Wow yeah you know this is, this is just the kind of fun that happens <laughs> And then I got sent home kind of early on Friday actually you did? Because we went to go pitch a story in Adam's office, and I went and stood ne- stood closest to Adam's desk, and Adam was, like, trying to move his iMac <laughs> to, like, hide from me. <laughs> and then he was, like, he's and I coughed, and he's, like, you got to go. And I was, like, what do you mean I got to go? He's, like, just go. Just go. And I was, Did you deliberately cough? No, no. Oh. Um and like all of us, we had like been waiting out the day and it was, it was like six o'clock. Um, and, uh, we're all just like trying to figure out what time we're going to be there till or whatever. Really like trying to figure out when we're going to pitch this thing. And then I, uh, we went in to his office and we we're going to pitch the story we worked on. And, uh, when I, when I got sent home, I didn't even argue. I was like, all right, later queers. <laughs> That's what I said. And then everyone laughed. Okay. And I just walked right out the door. And they were stuck there for another 45 minutes. Oh, well, you got to pick up Bo on time. I did. Um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a, you know, okay week. Looking forward to not being sick all week next week. Yeah. I'm glad you're not sick for the podcast. 
Yes. Uh, and then I'll be in San Francisco next weekend at the IDT 10 Festival, which is Chris Hardwick is putting on a music, comedy, Comic-Con panel festival thing in San Francisco. Uh, if you haven't bought tickets, go ahead. I'll be doing a Nerdist podcast live at 4.30 p.m. on Saturday. Cool. Plan is to drive in uh, Friday night as soon as I get out of work and uh, drive the fuck home as soon as I walk off the stage. Cool. Really looking forward to it. Why is he having it in San Francisco? Uh, I don't know. It's where the venue is? I don't know. All right. Weezer's going to be there. Oh, that's Lots fun. Lots of other folks. You'll see a Mystery Science Theater panel, a Portlandia panel. Um, a lot of fun. Just check out the website, IDT10. Is that 10 spelled out or the number 10? No, the 10? number 10. It's, it's idiot. Oh. You know, in elite speak. Okay. Yeah. Pretty nerdy, right? Yep. Uh, so business, third episode, uh, bonus-wise. We've really stalled. We stalled at 850. Yeah. So we're including a Canada and Australia in that, which means you guys, uh, some of you, have done a great job, but 850 of you, the other 20,000 of you, <laughs> not so great. Uh, I get it though. Maybe you have enough podcasts in your life. But if you want one, get us to a thousand and we'll gladly record a full episode of Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. That's in addition to the episode we're going to be giving our uh, Patreon patrons. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll get a 30 minute bonus episode just for them for donating and supporting the podcast. You can check that out at patreon.com if you want to. Slash Excellent Adventure. There you go. If you want to know more about that. Uh, Dory says, thanks for leaving Amazon reviews. Yep. She loves it. Her book is uh, now uh, way over four and a half stars. Right? Mm, no, it's way over four stars. All right. Way over four stars. Yeah. Almost at four and a half. Yeah. Point is, when you look at the stars, it looks like four and a half. Uh, this, this is very important to Matt. It is. Uh, I, I just don't. I just want her to do well, guys. Thank you. I want, I want Dory to take over the world. Um. Facebook group's still going. Lots yeah. of people active every single day. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure. Join it. Talk. It's great. Get some advice. Get some I mean, there was a tips. great there was a great discussion on there today about vaginal discharge. If you want to learn about vaginal discharge, there when are many you, places you can go. When you put uh, the progesterone suppositories in your vag and you know just a lot of ladies commiserating about vaginal discharge it sounds like a hoot it's a real party men you're welcome as well you are and there are men in there um Uh, yeah they don't contribute to the threads about vaginal discharge but nor should they they often contribute to other threads and you know it's great excellentadventure.com you can check out our website and uh, you can go there for donations for websiting for our resources page which is up but a work in progress trying to get everything up there email us dorianmatt at gmail.com or mattanddory at gmail.com and of course you can call us 413-461-BABY that's it that's the business business over i have no appearances Dory i have nothing no to shill she has nothing to shill it just feels well, I shilled you shilled, but I didn't. I shilled for for Chris Hardwick. You did. Lord knows he needs it. That's true. That's very kind of we you. We got to get his SEO up, you know. Yep. Um. No, it feels it feels good to be home. Feels great to have you, honey. 
I'm very excited. I'm just going to keep saying that. About the one weekend at home we're going to have after this before we leave. Yeah. I look forward to that. Hey, that's on you. It's crazy. I know. But we'll have the July 3rd and 4th. Yep. It's like a tiny weekend. Yep. In the middle of a wedding. Yep. Well, the wedding's Sunday. Yep. Then we'll have the 3rd and the 4th. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Maybe we'll take a boat to the dock beach. That would be fun. You'd Um, love that. But we can't go near the beach on the 4th of July. Have you ever tried that in Los Angeles? No. Impossible. You know... As I think about the dog beach... Suppose we could ride our bikes. Yes. I was actually thinking about that recently because I was thinking about going to the beach and I was like, ugh, but the traffic. And then I was like, oh, I could just ride to Playa Vista Beach. Playa Vista is very close. No, Playa del Rey. Playa del Rey Beach. um, On that Bologna Creek Trail. Yeah. Which we did like very soon after we started dating and I think never did again. That's what you wanted to do for your birthday that one time. I know. Bought a bike. I know. That was when you liked to do that stuff. What? Honey, I love to do stuff. No, remember you said that you faked it for like three months. You pretended that you liked to do stuff. Yeah, and then then I was like, after I fake it, I'll turn it to real me. And if she's still into it, then we'll get married. And it turns out you were still into it, so. I was. Here we are. Hi. Hi. Um, wait, what was I going to say? I don't know. Talking about the be- oh the dog beach yeah I seem to remember seeing some balls there oh well maybe we can't take both of them this dog was beach. I mean this was a long time ago because I haven't taken him there in a long time um and this was a little I think this was before he got super aggressive towards dogs with balls but mm-hmm. I do I do vaguely recall seeing some balls there maybe they were chemically castrated. <sighs> oh, I think you should tell everyone about the fight that you got into this weekend. I didn't get into a fight. Well, Bo didn't either. Mm-hmm. Bo started to. Mm-hmm. And I just gently moved Bo away. But who was it with? It was with the same dog that caused the problem with Dory's finger initially, not the one that bit her. The previous one. The previous one. Um,. You know, I didn't, all the dogs were in the shade huddled together, so I didn't necessarily see that dog. And I was, you know, I stay pretty close to Bo. So I was probably about 15 feet from Bo when I looked over and I saw that dog. And I saw Bo going to sniff. And I said, Bo. And he sniffed. And then he looked at that dog's face and then he growled at that dog in a quick snip. And I was like, mm mm. I pulled Bo away, brought Bo over to a safety zone. And, uh, then four other giant dogs attacked the dog with balls. It was like Bo put out the it, ball signal. It was like Bo warned all other male dogs. <laughs> and it was a vicious, like... Ugh, I, I'm sorry to laugh. Meanwhile, Bo and I just... Bo was very good and, like, stayed over in, with me and sat while that was going on. All that craziness was going on. How did it get broken up? Uh, you know, every single dog owner walked over there and and was breaking it up. That woman was like in over her head with that dog, though. I'll tell you that much. Oh, but her dog's nice. Her dog has a canine vest that's fake. Um, I want to, like, I want to hurt this woman. She has a, it's a German Shepherd. 
Dog. It's not the dog's fault. I, I said I want to hurt the woman. I don't want to hurt the dog. Uh, emotionally, not physically. We don't want to physically hurt anyone on the podcast. We're a happy-go-lucky bunch. Yep, that's um, me. Happy-go-lucky. But yeah. I'm so uh, carefree. So she was uh, then forced to take the dog away. And as she was walking by me and Bo, Bo started growling at that dog again. And she said, your dog is violent. And I said, your dog has balls. Did she have a response to that? Uh, oh, no. You know what I said? When Bo first initially said, I said, oh, no, that dog has balls. Out loud. So everyone could hear it. And then I brought Bo over. And then I was talking to the guy who owns the white uh, lab that always gets dirty. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, that dog's not neutered. I was like, I know. Crazy. And then the dog fight started with all the other dogs. And then she, you know, was t- she said my dog was violent. And I said, uh, I was like, your dog has balls. I was like, you're, I said, you're welcome to come back when your dog is neutered as she was like walking out. Unbelievable. I was like, it's, I was like, it's literally a rule. Unbelievable. So she said Bo was violent, which, you know, whatever. She should get arrested. She should at least get fined for violating uh, Los Angeles County Municipal Code 605. Yeah, exactly. I made that code up. I don't know what number that is. It's number six on the list of things to do with the dog. It is. So All right. that's our dog story for the week. Otherwise, Bo's been great. He has been. Um, all right. Should we get to some emails? Sure. All right. Um, this is from Rachel. She says, I'm writing in relation to an email you read last week from a woman who is going through IVF using donor sperm. My understanding in regards to sperm banks is that the quote family limit allows families who already have kids from a donor to continue to buy that donor's sperm. Okay. While the woman doesn't already have a baby, what she has embryos, so that's not. While the woman doesn't already have a baby using the donor's sperm, it's possible that she'll have one in the future. At which point the family limit might allow her to buy more of the donor's supply. If I were her, I'd get in touch with the bank to ask what their policy would be in that case and whether she can buy some of the donor's vials now with an agreement to sell them back if the embryos she currently has frozen don't become take-home babies. Oh, yeah. I would hope that the sperm bank would be willing to work with her on that. You know, that's some good advice. That's an Did interesting... Did email us back? Uh, Did we n- ask her to? N- I'm still. I'm very curious as to how this turns out for her. Um, so that's an interesting perspective that I had not considered. But yeah, I guess it's worth a shot. Anything's worth a shot when it's about your family and you're really, you know, worried about this baby not being full sibling. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this next email. If anybody has experience with family limits actually yeah if anyone has an experience has experience with a donor that's reached their family limit but you were able to get more sperm i'd be curious totally to hear all right this next email is from michelle Uh uh-huh she says i'm a nurse that's been working in ivf for over 15 years now what up michelle i find myself talking back to you both as matt tries to pronounce long complicated words Mm -hmm. or give answers you can't hear from me to questions from other listeners that's cute. I would love to know as well if Ruben's wife did genetic testing. Remember Ruben? Yes. Uh, he was the one who was saying that um, his wife had transferred two embryos and it had worked out for them. 
Um, and she's okay. So it was Michelle again. It seems unlikely, but not impossible. Dory, in some clinics, we can get overnight biopsy results in time for a fresh transfer. Whoa. But it is usually frowned upon. And a planned frozen transfer is better so that the woman's body can get off the high of the ovarian stimulation and just concentrate on that uterine lining. That being said, some people do elect to transfer two embryos, even if tested over one to, quote, increase their chances. I've been told that a euploid or normal chromosome embryo has a 60 to 70% chance of implanting in a good uterus, no matter the age of the intended mother. By putting two embryos in instead of one, it only increases your chances of multiples and not getting pregnant. That would still get, that would still say the same. This is why back in the day before genetic testing, we used to put in multiple embryos because we didn't know how many were euploid, if any. Testing drastically has cut down the multiple rates, and the last thing we want our patients to have is a complicated pregnancy after a complicated conception. This is the beauty of the podcast. We're getting all perspectives here. Yeah. Oh, you know, I meant to I meant to put in another email from um, someone who was a little defensive about twins. Oh, who, who is defensive about twins. Yeah, she was like, I feel like you guys have... Um, misinformation about twins oh maybe we do she has twins that's great yes um oh okay here we go she is a 32 year old woman from ottawa canada nice uh she found her podcast completely randomly (laughs) obviously not by searching ivf she has binge listened to our entire podcast in the last week oh my god although not in purpose i found your reaction to twins sometimes seems a little negative Ah. And also sometimes inaccurate. I'm going to pause and say that my reaction to uh, the prospect of conceiving twins is negative. I do not want to. Correct. You don't want to carry two babies. Correct. If if given the choice, I do not want to carry two babies. Understood. Continue, honey. As a mom of one-year-old spontaneous mono-dye twin boys, I promise they are a wonderfully surprising blessing. Oh, sure. If we I spontaneously mean, I'm had twins. I'm not disagreeing with that. I think the point here is that I'm doing IVF. And if I'm given the choice of putting in one embryo or two embryos, I'm going to ask to put in one embryo. Because I do not want to increase my chances of twins. I understand that it is still possible to have, a twi- to have twins even if you only put in one embryo. Right. But... If I can minimize my chances of having twins, which are more complicated, uh-huh. more stressful, yeah. these are facts. I'm not saying they are not blessings. Of course they're blessings. Every child is a blessing. Oh, boy. Honey. I just need Calm an Anne Gettys poster. Calm down. Okay. Anyway, back to Kala. But you're right. The pregnancy is often more difficult. Yes. However, the risk of this type of pregnancy is dropping every year as medical science advances. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I will grant you that the risk is dropping. It's still riskier. Yes. Than having one. Yes. Yes. No one doesn't like your twins, ma'am. In fact, I bet they're awesome. And I hope they have a fun twin language that only they speak. And they like no one other, you know. So she she proceeded Listen, to Listen, I have I have friends that are twins, the Sklar brothers are twins and and they're not weird. Um there's a lot of information including some diagrams about different kinds of twins 
here. Is, does she reference any articles that we could perhaps put on the website uh, for reference? Uh, no. Um, what is her thesis? Uh, her thesis is that we got it wrong about fraternal versus identical twins. Oh, what do we say? That um, early on you stated you had fraternal twins in your family, but not identical, so it must not run in the family. This is actually the opposite of the truth. Oh. Fraternal twins are actually the type of twins that would be considered genetic or to run in families. Good information. Um, the reason for this, a condition in women called a hyperovulation or the releasing multiple eggs, which often runs in family genes. This can be passed from father to daughter, which is why some people think twins skip a generation as the forming of fraternal twins is only affected by the female's ovulation. Um, and then there's some research, research that shows there may be some correlations between a very small rise in this type, uh, oh, yeah. twin and reproductive technology. Um, oh, identical, sorry. Identical twins occur at the same rate around the world in all cultures and is considered completely random and does not run in families. However, there is some research that shows there may be some correlations between a very small rise in this type of twin, I believe she means identical, uh -huh. and reproductive technology. It seems to be based around what day the embryo is implanted, but there's not a lot of info out there. Best of luck on your journey. And then she attached two oh pictures God, of her very... dressed as Woody. Very cute twins oh my god they are oh adorable look at that they both got a cake they are real cute oh that's ridiculous and the one twin is like eyeing the other one's cake like is this cake better oh my god <laughs> two little cowboys they're very cute good job on those babies i i i hope i have not we don't mean to disparage twins we don't dis we, we only mean to disparage dory's feeling about putting two babies in her yes that is all that's it but as i believe we have stated several times on this podcast we will of course be happy with whatever and if we have twins then say la vie say la vie say la vie are you sweating yes it's very hot in here Mm, that's because we have the air off 77 degrees for sound house. reasons 77 degrees Do you want me to here. open the door no Bo will run around like a maniac no he won't also who cares you don't know that he'll make noise all right whatever this is from jess in response to the person who wrote in about the ethical quandaries of travel ivf Prague is part of the eu and as such has pretty strict rules about how donors have to be treated other places in the EU or with super cheap IVF, Spain, Italy, Lithuania, even the UK, it's much cheaper than in the US, but not as cheap, for example. VVCC, the UK. What is VVCC? Hmm. Oh, vis a vis? No. I don't know. I, listen, I, I don't know either. <laughs> Uh, for example, VVC, the UK, because the NHS has negotiated very, very low cost considerations. No idea. I'm really trying to figure that out. Okay. Oh, man. Anyway, has, the NHS has negotiated low costs with various suppliers. Those lower the costs are passed on to our private healthcare sector. While our egg donors aren't as heavily compensated as they are in America, this is to ensure that the women are doing them for altruistic reasons instead of being financially motivated. I'm in the dreaded TWW. Two-week wait. I didn't know that was an abbreviated thing. Yeah. Boy, I'd learn that if I probably went on our Facebook group. 
Well, it, it's it, that is one of those borderline abbreviations. <sighs> I've banned like I, you know, I, I don't I, I don't like when people use abbreviations that are non medical because I think they're alienating. Ah, and sometimes cutesy. Now, TWW is kind of on the border. It's like, it's kind of medical. Jess, Dory's in a weird space right now. Uh, she's in the dreaded two-week wait after transferring two eggs to improve our odds after failed single transfers. Best of luck to both of you. And Jess, best of luck to you. Yeah, best if of luck. If you're in the two-week wait, you might be hearing this while you're still in it. And if so, we're wishing you a lot of luck. So much luck. And uh, if you're out of the two-week wait, we hope it went well. And if you're out of the two-week wait, it didn't go great. We understand how that feels. And we've we've done the same like, thing. And just know that it's okay. Just find something good to binge, watch. and I'm sure you've seen The Crown. You're British. Eat some ice cream. Um, but no, she was talking about the, the email that we got last week being like, don't go abroad for IVF. It's unethical, essentially. Yes. Um, and she is here to say that is not necessarily the case. Jess, thank you. And best of luck. So when we end up in Prague... I'm excited. Okay. Uh, listen, we could also go to Israel. I think it's a little more complicated. Mm. All right. Well, we'll look into it. We'll just visit your parents while they're, while they're vacationing <laughs> in Tel Aviv and Jerusalem and Nazareth. It's very exciting. They're having a big week. I bet you would enjoy it. Going to Israel? Yeah. Sure. It's very historical. Listen, if they all look like Gal Gadot, I mean, come on. I mean, they don't not all look like Gal Gadot. Exhibit A. If they all look like Gal Gadot and Sagi, I'd be like, wow. <laughs> what, a, what a people. Um, this is from Caitlin. Hi, y'all. Hi. She's, she's Arkansanian. Oh. Arkansan? Arkansan. Arkansanian. <laughs> that is a alien race <laughs> from Star Trek, probably. Uh, I'm in desperate need of wisdom and advice. You have come. To the right place. We probably. are here to dispense. And when we can't give it, there are people listening who can. Oh, this is one that I don't think we can give, but I'm sure some listeners can. She was asking advice from us or our listeners. Yeah. Partner and I are TTC. Trying to conceive. Uh-huh. With severe MFI. Male factor infertility. Okay. <laughs> See what I'm saying? I'm learning. <laughs> His count is about one to two million. Welcome. Uh, sperm today. The majority are dumb. Welcome. After a year of three repeat semen analysis and two blood draws, we are moving forward with treatment. My partner has low testosterone. I don't think I have low testosterone, judging by the hair on my back. And you have a very deep voice. Uh, is that part of it? I don't know. I think so. <laughs> um first blood draw had a result of 280 his second 188 both are extremely low and not even in range his first lab draw also suggested slightly elevated prolactin but his second was within range thank god we did not want to deal with the add-on problem of a pituitary tumor the urologist has started him on clomid and hcg injections Ooh. There is proof that this treatment increases testosterone and increases sperm count. I have yet to find anything online that gives me insight 
uh, on how much of a difference the treatment protocol will make. I'm anxious regarding the next few months, but also optimistically guarded. Do you or your listeners know of anyone this has worked for in real life? Thank you both for being my light every Monday morning as I'm driving to work. You're very welcome. Also, on the last episode, you talked about having a moment with Bo. Please refer to this as Mo Bowman's from now on. Okay. Bowman's. Oh, he's too sleepy. No, no Bowman right now. No Bowman right now. Um, you know, we have heard from other listeners in re Clomid for Men. And if I recall correctly, IIRC, um, we got two very different, like one person was like, my husband went on Clomid to increase his testosterone, or maybe it was the same person. And then like a year later, another doctor was like, actually, this like decreases your testosterone. What? Yeah, I feel like this is a very weird, vague information to be giving this person who's very concerned about this Clomid. You're being very vague. You know what? I am going to see if I can find this email. Oh, boy. This is the most exciting part of the podcast. Clomid testosterone. Caitlin, I I bet you're waiting with bated breath here while Dory tries to find this. That's it. Oh, she's found this somehow. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house, and I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a... Just a smidge higher, like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. 
I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like you know uh, stripes on the top of it. it's like oh hey look at me i'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person they've got those too and they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff you know if for all you frill seekers out there folks all i'm saying is you heard me talk about bombas for years now i don't know why you haven't done anything about it get comfy this spring and give back with bombas Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. She's reading. Yep, I found it. She's found it. Here's the here's an email. <laughs> okay. We we read this on a previous we read this on on a on a uh episode in looks like late March. Okay, so she might have forgotten about it. Wasn't yeah. her concern at that um, point. Um so this was from a guy named Chris and he said, I went in to get tested, found out I have both low sperm count and low motility and the icing on the infertility cake was that I have low testosterone. Um, he got put on testosterone shots. Uh-huh. His testosterone went up, but his sperm ha- count kept going down. Interesting. Uh, nine months of shots, finally went to a urologist and found out that testosterone shots actually sterilize guys. Okay. I've since stopped the shots and started taking Clomid. It's supposed to work on the testosterone receptors that will increase the testosterone internally, which will then increase my sperm count. I go back in May to see if the Clomid has helped with my numbers. Whoa. Okay. Hey. So I did misremember that. Um, Chris. But Chris, please. Time for a follow-up yeah. email. Uh, and, you know, Chris, I emailed you and said that we had read your email on the episode and then you responded and said that you felt like a celebrity and that you were going to keep us updated after your next appointment. And well, Chris, guess what? We need that. Update. Chris, uh, we're, we're desperate for that update now. I reply to his email right now. Maybe he doesn't listen. Oh no. Maybe he stopped listening or hasn't caught up yet. Okay. I'm going to do this after. Be because... like, Hey, Chris, we're waiting on this. So Caitlin, we found someone in our email server that has had this situation and we're going to get you the information. If anyone else is, had this happen please write into us we're gonna help caitlin as she drives to work on monday morning aren't you impressed that i at least remember that we had had that I'm issue 100 percent impressed thank you i've never been more impressed by anything in my life oh, thanks honey um bowman's guys bowman's thank um, you caitlin i think it's time to play a voicemail okay okay Dory's got a voicemail coming. Let's hope it doesn't get too loud. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Sky, and I am an American that lives in Canada. And the reason I'm in Canada is because I'm actually doing my PhD here. And I thought that you might be interested in my research, considering that you always talk about how great Canada is. And I just wanted to let you know that maybe one thing that isn't so great for Canadians who need fertility treatment using egg donors is that you can't actually pay an egg donor up here in Canada. So it's like really hard for some Canadians to get an egg donor. So what I'm doing my research on is how Canadians find egg donors. And what I've been finding is a lot of times they actually have to ship frozen eggs from the U.S. 
um, and sometimes they even travel to other countries hmm. such as the Czech Republic and Spain in order to find an egg donor. And well, that's actually great where I started Canada listening now. to your po- podcast is when I was traveling around Europe um, talking to fertility clinics there about their experiences treating uh, North American uh, patients. Uh, but the reason that I'm calling is huh. because I know that all of this is happening, but I'm having some difficulties talking and finding uh, Canadian patients to interview for my research. Oh and so boy. I was kind of wondering if maybe you could play my uh, message on your next podcast we in are. hopes that some Canadian who's looking for an egg donor and is willing to uh, help me out with my research could find me. And so my name is Sky, S-K-Y-E. And my last name is Minor, M-I-N-E-R. And I have a Facebook page called Research on Egg Donation in Canada so people can find me there or they can uh, email me at minor.sky at gmail.com or they can find me on Twitter at minorsky. So if you could help me out, that would be great. And I really enjoy listening to your podcast. I think it's great that... You both are doing this. Thanks so much. We are just helping everyone with everything. I really think that that is amazing. We are the Swiss Army Knife of infertility podcasts. We're very versatile. It's true. <laughs> but you can't take us on a plane. Uh, you can. Not a Swiss Army Knife. I know, but but you can take us on <laughs> so a plane. So guess what? Your metaphor has failed. Well... That's not the only thing that's failed. Uh, Okay, guys, we'll be right back. Here's some ad fun. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Bombas. These are the folks who make great socks, but also give away great socks. Let me tell you a little more about Bombas, guys. Most of the people I meet have tattoos and great stories to tell about them. Why they got them, what they meant. I heard a great tattoo story from the folks at Bombas. Bombas was started by two guys, Randy and Dave. Okay. Right? Pretty normal story so far, right? Yeah, I'm with you. They heard that socks were the number one requested clothing item in homeless shelters. Oh, boy. So, for every pair of socks Bombas sells, they donate a pair to those in need. That is really cool. Very cool, right? Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. Dave promised Randy he'd get a Bombas logo tattoo when they donated one million pairs of socks. Whoa. He thought it was a pretty safe bet to make because it would probably take like 10 years, right? Right? Took two and a half years. Whoa. And now Dave has a Bombas tattoo and a great story to tell about it. I personally don't have a great tattoo. I don't either. I've never been able to commit to anything where I was like, this is going to be great. I'm going to get this tattoo. Like, what if I got a Dave Matthews tattoo? And then all of a sudden it turned out Dave Matthews was a weirdo. That would... So far... It'd be okay. But yeah. you never know. You, you never know. You never know how these things go. It's I true. Could get a Red Sox tattoo, but then what if they change their logo? Oh, boy. It's a very complicated thing Indeed. to do. Uh, but, Dave, you're a braver man than I. Uh, Bombas socks are the most comfortable socks you'll put on your feet. There's no annoying toe seam. No That's falling true. down your leg. That is true. Added arch support. Yep. And they've solved every annoying sock problem imaginable. Including the annoying problem of if I buy this sock, no one else is going to get a free pair of socks. That's that's an issue. Boom. For the best socks in the history of feet, visit bombas.com slash adventure today. And 
you'll get an additional 20% off your first purchase. That's Bombas, B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure for 20% off. Bombas.com slash adventure. Tell them Matt and Dory sent you. They're great socks. I love them. I don't know that there's actually a place to tell them Matt and Dory sent you, but the act of you actually going to the website and ordering through there lets them know Matt and Dory sent you. Hey, everyone. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Care Of, a new vitamins company that can help you figure out which vitamins to take. I never know what vitamins to take. I know. It's really hard. There's a million vitamins and a million supplements. I'm like, You're like I'm a dude with bad sperm. What do I take? Uh, vitamin Q? I, I, yeah. Avenue Q? Anyway, on the site of Care Of, they ask you questions about your diet and health goals. And oh boy. then they recommend the best supplements for you. It's super easy. It just takes a few minutes. And then here's the cool part. Mm-hmm. You know how I have pill boxes? You have so many pill boxes. It's a little ridiculous. If you use care of, you don't have to use those anymore because they send you your supplements in personalized daily packs. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. And they're really cute and they come in their own little dispenser. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And they only use the best ingredients in their vitamins and supplements. And uh-huh. you actually save money by getting your vitamins through care of instead of your local health food store where they are real expensive. Very. You'll pay through the nose if you go into a, a regular store. Yeah. So it's a really cool little thing. Well, I mean, what, what's in this for me? How would I uh, save any money or anything? Well, you can go to takecareof.com. That's T-A-K-E-C-A-R-E-O-F.com and get a personalized recommendation and then uh-huh. you use my code ADVENTURE. Okay. And you get 50% off your first order. Oh, wow. That's I know. More than, more than, that's more than I thought we were going to get off. Here. 50% off. That's so go incredible. to takecareof.com, offer code ADVENTURE, and you'll get 50% off your first order. Oof. Boom. That's a lot. Good deal. Yeah. And we're back. Hi. Hello. So I'm going to read a pretty intense email. All right, I'm going to sit here and listen to you read a pretty intense email. Okay, it's from someone who asked to remain anonymous. All right. She says, I have two young boys, two years and five months. One of them is two years old, one of them is five months old. Okay. Who both have moderate hearing loss and infertility. They have moderate hearing loss and infertility? Yes. How can you know that a young child has infertility? Keep listening. I'm going to. It's a genetic condition my husband and I are recessive carriers for called STRC gene deletion. Excuse me. The way it has been explained to me is that when the genetic code is being created in the new baby, a deletion of two side-by-side genes happens. STRC and CATSPR2. Mm-hmm. STRC is an amino acid called stereolysin, which is an important building block for middle ear function. The type of infertility it causes only affects males, but females can be carriers and the hearing loss can affect both. My husband and I have normal hearing and fertility. Every child we have has a 25% chance of being affected by this. This is like us being carriers of left-handedness, which is recessive. True. Yeah. Uh, no, we're not carriers. We have left-handedness. Right. Our parents must have been carriers of it. 
Right, but what I'm saying is it's because not carriers. We, you're not you're not I know, carrier you're not carrying of a, a left-handed. Listen, yeah. it's a. I understand, yeah. but what I'm saying is it's a recessive thing that we both have. It's a recessive now. gene, but we have it. Yes, we both have. But we both she have. and her husband don't have this. They're just carriers. So it's different. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yours makes sense. Yes. Mine doesn't. I actually did really, that was the one part of biology that I did really well in. Um, I did really well in nothing. Continue. Uh, okay. Each child, uh, all right. I said every child we have has a 25% chance of being affected by this. Having two children with hearing loss was an emotional adjustment and is still a struggle. As the early years require a ton of early intervention, speech therapy, hearing aids, MRIs of the inner ear, teachers of the deaf, learning sign language, etc. I'm wondering if any adult men affected by infertility who are listeners know that they have Casper II infertility and if any have conceived children without ART, assisted reproductive technology. Yeah. I'm planning on teaching the boys about the birds and the bees along with the discussion of ART. So it's in their understanding from day one. Catsper 2 infertility comes with sperm that have extremely poor morphology but can fertilize an egg using IVF. They've only been able to, ch- to genetically test for this condition for four years now. Oh. Which brings me to the next part of her email. Uh-huh. To complicate things, I was an egg donor six times. Oh, my God. From age 21 to 25. I'm in touch with three of the families and even have relationships with a set of twins and their family and a little boy in his family. None of the children that I'm in touch with have these conditions. It has been incredibly rewarding for all of us to get to know each other. What has caused me a lot of guilt and anxiety is the three families I have absolutely no knowledge of. I found out I'm also a carrier for Usher's 1B. During the genetic testing we went through for the hearing loss, which is a pretty devastating condition causing profound deafness at birth and then blindness during the preteen years. Mm. Thank goodness my children are not carriers for this. My husband is not a carrier, so we should not produce children with Usher syndrome. However, if one of the fathers I donated eggs to was a carrier for STRC slash Casper 2 or Usher's, we would have a 25% chance of their children having this condition. As soon as I got this information back, I sent the genetic report to the donation agency I used. Jeez. Since I'm in touch with three of the families, check to see if it had been passed on. A month later, it still hadn't, and so I sent it again. It's not until I started using some more legal language that the coordinator said she had, quote, missed my emails and said she passed them on. I'm guessing she was worried about legal action from the parents, so it seemed easier just to tell me thanks and not send the information. Huh. I tell you this just to share my story, but maybe the parents of those children are listening and want to get in touch. Donation agencies screen for the more common disorders, but there's no screening done for hearing loss. I had no idea I was a carrier until we had our own children who were born hard of hearing. Keep doing this amazing and important work, and thank you. Wow. I know. She, oh, so she also said she wanted to stay anonymous, Yeah. but if people reach out to us, uh-huh. uh, she we can pass their emails on to her and she will respond to them personally. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is, she can't feel guilty. No, she not, can't feel guilty uh, at all. Not her fault. No, nope. this is not something that was uh, even possible to be screened for. Right. At the point at which she donated. And race. it was before you, she'd even had kids. So she didn't. Yeah. And she hadn't even met her. Like the, there were, there was so much she didn't know. And she's done all of her due diligence in terms of letting the donation agency know, which seemed I mean, even more so. 
Yeah. More than her due diligence. Which seem, the agency seems like not super psyched to... Well, I don't think the agency would be super psyched to hear this. But don't you think it's their responsibility to pass on this information? Sure. I mean, it's also their responsibility. I mean, what if they have her eggs still rolling around? Mm, I don't think that it works that way. Shelf life is not such... Well, it's not like a sperm bank where you just like... No, but I mean, what if... Well, I guess I didn't mean eggs. I meant what if some there are some embryos of hers that are still floating around? Oh, like... Fertilized all... by... Yeah. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Oof. Yeah. So I guess if you happen to be one of these families, not that I would know how you would know, uh, but reach out. Uh, or if you have experience with this... Uh, with this Catsper to um, infertility. Wow. Uh, please let us know. I mean, it sounds like something that people are just starting to test for. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. I know. Just when you think you've heard about every like possible complication or there is, there is yet another yep. possible complication. Yeah. It's crazy. <sighs> that was heavy. Yeah. Yeah, another heavy one? So I'm going to follow that up with a not heavy one. Okay. This is also from Anonymous. It's also though. from Anonymous. Okay. Uh, who says, my husband and I have been trying to conceive for over a year now, and I recently came across something that looks interesting to me, but since it's so out there, it's hard to sort out the internet info from what is real and what is hokey. Beginning to figure out why this person wanted to be Anonymous. <laughs> Has anyone out there heard of or tried a yoni egg? Yoni egg. It's a crystal that you put in your vagina. Uh-huh. And it's supposed to help fertility by increasing blood flow and energy to the area, among other benefits, sexual and otherwise. It kind of makes sense to me, but am I just being a weirdo? Yes. Just want to crowdsource to see what this community thinks or if anyone has experience with it. Uh, I believe that Gretchen, uh, Gretchen, Gwyneth Paltrow is into yoni eggs. Which uh, oh, really? should tell you everything you need to know. Goop it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's, um, here's my thoughts on it. Um, crystals, triangles, pyramids, and the like. Yes. Have no basis in scientific fact. Mm -hmm. However, Mm -hmm. that's not to say that the placebo effect is not great. Mm -hmm. Um, so... If you can find it in yourself to believe in such things, I, I, I can't say that it won't work for you, but uh, there is no reason scientifically that it should work for you. Hey, that was a very open-minded and kind response. Yes. It was as open-minded and as kind as I could possibly muster. <laughs> um, but, again, Gwyneth Paltrow's into it. She's got kids. That's true. So She also follows a macrobiotic diet. She does a lot of things I'd like to do. She does. Although, so, so she had this summit last weekend, this goop summit yep. in LA. I don't and know like, why you didn't go. Well, first of all, I wasn't invited, which I was kind of insulted about. Did Second of all, her cookbook? I was in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Um, third of all, pretty much every media outlet wrote about this in the exact same way. So I'm mm. kind of glad I didn't go and write the exact same story. But yeah. Uh, one person, I think it was in the New York Post, had this like really funny line about, because like, she's always, you know, she's always like, oh, I have like a macrobiotic diet. I do this, I do that. But then like she always has all these ailments. And the person was like, for someone who's like supposedly so 
like healthy and in touch with her body. She sure does get sick a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like she's like she's always doing something to help X. Totally. You totally. know what I mean? <laughs> um I don't know where you would watch it. I guess if you have Showtime, uh Showtime's library of content is available to you online, right? Yeah. Um there's a great episode of Penn and Teller bullshit about uh crystals and, and, and new age things. Hmm. That was a great show. You know, I went to a crystal meditation recently. I'm sure you did. Honey, we, you know, laid in a sound chamber. I love I love the Integratron. Sure. I've been to a new moon meditation. I'm not I'm not again, I'm not faulting anyone for their belief in such things i'm simply saying that as far as science is concerned this stuff should not work yes i I hear you Um, however if anyone out there has had experience with these eggs crystals what are they called yoni eggs yoni eggs by all means reach out and uh, maybe someone's going to email us and they've shoved a yoni egg up there and, and got 14 kids out of it um thank you for your input matt what 14 kids i don't know um yeah it's a yoni egg you don't know what it can do that's true it that's harnesses true. energy that's very true you know dilithium crystals refract the matter and antimatter in a, in a warp drive so there's some crystals in star trek so there you go planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. My name is Ellen. Not mine personally, the person writing us. I'm another one of those listeners who wasn't previously familiar with Matt's podcast and who isn't currently involved in any baby making. I think you're the listener. No, keep going. I'm a genetic counseling graduate student, and your podcast was recommended by one of my instructors after hearing of my interest in genetic counseling and IVF. Isn't that cool? Very cool. Boy, I really hope that that instructor was familiar with one of my podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like an odd podcast to just find. I'm always surprised. Well, obviously it happens. I I mean, mean, now people will type in IVF and they will find our podcast. I welcome them with open arms. Um, I was a little late to the game, but spent the last month or so trying to get caught up on all of the episodes. I also just purchased Startup a Novel by Doris Shafrir and can't wait to read it. Oh, thank you. Excellent. Thank you both so much for sharing your IVMF journey with complete strangers like myself and for fostering such a supportive community. As a future clinician, our time with patients is often limited and we, can only, we only get a snapshot of everything going on in someone's life. And hearing your personal experience has been amazing. Genetic counselors have specialized training in both genetics and counseling to help individuals and families as they make decisions regarding their genetic help. There are multiple reasons one can see a genetic counsel uh, counseling one can one might see a genetic counseling in the IVF process. 
including pre-IVF carrier testing, concerns about a family history or genetic condition, and genetic testing of embryos. As part of my graduate program, we conduct research, not quite a thesis, but along similar lines, and I'm interested in learning more about genetic counseling roles in things like IVF fertility and would love to hear your thoughts. That being said, I have a few more questions for you related to your experience with genetic counseling. I can't recall the episode, but I think there was a point in which your clinic wanted you to meet with a genetic counselor. If you did, how did that go? Do you have any sense of why they wanted you to speak with a genetic counselor? And did you find it helpful? At the start of the podcast, I believe you mentioned a carrier screening that you both had to do. And I was wondering who explained the test to you before and after you took it. And if you felt like you had a good handle on what the test was looking at. Uh, thank you, Ellen. So we did. We had a phone call. We did. Uh, we both hopped on a speakerphone, and we talked about our genetic screening, which was pretty mild. It was a very clean screening, surprisingly. You know, given that I'm ninety-eight point six percent Ashkenazi Jew, that's exactly what I was thinking, but I didn't want to say it. Red uh, one. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm a carrier for two genetic diseases, cystic fibrosis and Gaucher's disease that are often found in Ashkenazi Jews. Mm-hmm. Matt is not an Ashkenazi Jew. True. And he's a carrier for two other, th- one or two other things that are different. I'm a carrier for joy and happiness. No, you were a carrier for something. I don't remember that. You were. I don't think I am. Okay, you were. It didn't come up on 23andMe, but then it came up on the council. Oh. Yeah. Um, just like, you know, on 23andMe, only the cystic fibrosis came up. And then when we did the council, the gauchets came up. Well, the council's with a fuck ton of blood. Right. And, and 23andMe is with spit into a tube. spit. Yeah. I mean, given that it's only spit, they do catch a lot. Um, but anyway, yeah, so they... So we weren't carriers for the same thing, which was good. And so initially I was like, okay, we don't even really need to do this counseling because like we're not carriers for the same thing. Yeah. But then our new doctor who really likes to, you know, dot her I's and cross her T's. Mm-hmm. She's like, I would really like you to talk to the genetic counselor because there is like an, an, there's like tiny, tiny, tiny chance that a baby could be born with one of these diseases, even if you're not both carriers. So I think the highest possibility was cystic fibrosis. And it's like one in 1500, uh, will be born with cystic fibrosis, which is, which is very small. Yes. But still, but still a possibility. So they, they wanted to just like make that clear. Um, but if we were both carriers, I think we would have ended up doing PGD testing as opposed to PGS testing, um, mm-hmm. which can find those diseases. I'm sorry. I just had started reading the top of the page and it said, so I got a glass dildo. And I was like, where? <laughs> what was the start of this email? That's a weird way to start <laughs> well, an you email. you thrown that page. I was going to give it back to you. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, there must be more to this. Did I, did I ditch the... Email. Anyway. Um, you know what? Before we get to that. Wait, hang on. Ellen. Yes. Um, so, yeah, and we did it over the phone. We didn't meet in person. And I don't know if you're going to be doing that over the phone. Uh, would have been nice, I think, if the if our clinic had someone there Yeah. who would do that. There is someone at Cedars. 
apparently huh. who you can sit down with. Um, I feel like we had talked about this at some point before, or maybe someone just that there's like a shortage of genetic counselors. Oh, yeah. It seems like a, a, a burgeoning field. And if, you know, if you're, if you're a young person looking for a field that will probably only continue to grow, you might look into genetic counseling. Let, let Ellen have the fast track here. Uh, Ellen's well on her way. I'm just saying. Um, before we get to the glass dildo email, I would like to play <laughs> um, another voicemail. It's a two-parter. So a six-minute voicemail. Uh, no, it's it's about three minutes all in. No, yeah. two. Uh, yeah, three. Okay, you ready? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Hi, Matt, Dorian, Bo. This is Maggie, and I was calling. I'm listening to episode 35 right now, and there was just a caller that um or an, a voicemail or an email. Shoot, and I forgot, but um. She was saying that she was 41 and she feels like her eggs are rotten or uh, whatever. And I like that your I just that wanted to share my on. story a little bit. Um, I went through two rounds of egg retrieval and I wasn't able to get any healthy or normal embryos after PGS testing. Um, I got one the first time and two the second time. I'm only 32 years old, so it wasn't a very good response. I then started taking um, a bunch of supplements that were just geared specifically towards egg health, and I took them for about three months, which is what is recommended uh, 90 days prior to another retrieval. And uh, this time, I still retrieved the, the same amount of eggs, right around 15, but way more fertilized, and then I got four normal, PGS normal embryos, which was incredible. Zero to four was like... Hallelujah. Um, but anyways, I just wanted to give my thoughts on that. And um, thank you so much for the podcast. I binge listened and then now I'm all caught up and really is a highlight of my week. Going through IVF alone is tough. And with you guys, doesn't feel so alone. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And my love to Bo from my rescue pup, Sach. Okay? Talk to you guys later. I'm going to go straight Bye. into the next email. Sure. I mean voicemail. Hi, you guys. This is Maggie again. Um, I realized I never mentioned what supplements I took. Ah, good follow-up. I uh, got them off a website that I had researched, naturalfertilityinfo.com, and it was the OvaWise kit, O-V-A-W-I-S-E. So just wanted to call back and get that information. And then two other small things. Matt, you mentioned that you love breakfast burritos, and I have a place you need to try if you ever get down to the South Bay where I am. Uh, In Redondo Beach, there's a place called Fanny's, and it is the best breakfast burrito you're ever going to have. So um, you've got to come down here and try that. So it's Fanny's, and it's on PCH in Redondo Beach. And then also, I'm a huge fan of Frasier, so I love all the... (laughs) I assume she loves the Fraser podcast. Yeah, that got cut off. That's fair, but not before the important information of Fanny's. Yes, came indeed, out. in Redondo Beach. I'm uh, oh Fanny's Redondo Beach, four point seven with forty four reviews. Whoa! Oh my goodness! Oh man! We'll have to take a pilgrimage there. Maybe next Sunday. Looks like if we go at eight o'clock in the morning, not very busy. Okay. All right. 
PCH. This is great advice, Maggie. Thank you. Thank you, Maggie. Uh, also, uh, excellent uh, to hear about your results. Yeah, that's Honey, great. Why don't we do that? I, I take supplements. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. What? You want to do another retrieval? Do I want to? Yeah. I don't know. Do we have to? Oh, no. Here we go again, everyone. <laughs> we'll see. Yay. We're going to be testing your endometrial lining very soon. Yep. Here we come. Here we come, everybody. It's going to be an active time on the podcast. Uh, this is from Jonathan in Sweden. Sweden. Hey, Matt and Dory. This is a response to episode 32 when you came back to the subject about ball cooling. Mm-hmm. And Matt said, ladies should have ice dildos for their vaginas. Well, some years ago, I have zero perspective of time and say that everything happened five years ago. So five years ago, <laughs> I was in an episode of a TV show about sex, sexuality, etc. The segment I in was three people trying out dil- different dildos and rating them. That sounds very Swedish. Oh, totally. Uh, I should probably mention that I'm a transgender male. This email might be slightly confusing otherwise. Therefore, the part of me that ladies call a vagina, I call my manhole. Uh, You are perfectly allowed to laugh at (laughs) it. I love that. Well, I mean, it's very funny because manhole is a sewer cover. Uh, I got it after having a naming contest among my friends. (laughs) I needed to call that part of my body something that clarified which entry of the body it was, but wasn't relating to anything feminine or ladyish. And a friend came up with manhole. Good job, that friend. So, I got a glass gilt dildo, a glass dildo to try out and rate. Here's why that was so confusing. Oh boy, I missed that whole front part. I'm cringing. Uh, and when we were done shooting, we got to take the dildo home. Well, that was very kind of them. Uh, very Swedish. Me always wanted to try new new things. Put the dildo in the freezer for a few hours and then tried it. <laughs> what possessed you to do this? I will argue that frozen glass pretty much is ice without the melting part. And it was not pleasant. <laughs> My entire insides felt cold in a way God did not intend it to, and it got really dry and just no. I, I mean, it, you're, you're... It got really dry and just no. Think about it, though. Like, if you... Thank God it wasn't a stainless steel one you tried to put in there. Oh, God. Because it would be like a fucking ah. flagpole sticking ah. your tongue to a flagpole. Um... I'm sure cooling down just the outside of your body can be pleasant. I... And but don't stick ice up there, whatever you call it. That's my recommendation. Also, I left a review for your podcast some time ago, but I'm from Sweden, so I'm guessing that means you can't see it. Oh no! What if there's a bunch of Swedish reviews that got us to a thousand? I mean, there might be. Just add one review to your count towards the third bonus episode. Thanks for the podcast. Best of luck to you on the scientific baby making. And also, Matt, I wish I could be one of your best friends because I think you would make my life so much better. Well, Aww. I mean, listen, we can be best friends over the podcast. Uh, but I'm a lot of miles away, so a bunch of podcasts we'll have to do. See? Uh, take care, you guys. Much love. Jonathan from Sweden. Jonathan with the manhole and the ice dildo attempt. <laughs> I mean... I I just like why do you keep throwing the the there's another email on here. Oh, you know, I like to like 
Like when I'm doing sidekick, I have a card. I throw oh. it. I throw it when I'm. Should done. I put each email on an individual sheet of on paper? An index card? Yeah, around an index card or a teleprompter. Like I start throwing these things yeah. at the camera, like David Letterman. Um, I just enjoyed that email. I thought it had a lot of good qualities to it. Jonathan, way to crush it. Yeah. I think what he did was a turn of phrase very nicely, and I, I really feel like I didn't hit the part where he said it was not pleasant because he put periods after every word uh, and I, I fucked that delivery up. Oh no. Sorry, Jonathan. I'm more sorry than Dory is. Uh, this is from Jamie. Hi, Matt and Dory. I'm in the awkward in between stages of an IVF cycle awaiting the call for my next embryo transfer. Some days I wake up feeling great while others it takes all the strength I can muster to throw back the covers and stand upright. Throughout our three-year journey with fertility treatments, I found music to be a great source of comfort. I'm wondering if either of you have a theme song of sorts you listen to to lift your spirits. I recently started an IVF playlist, which includes songs like LMFAO's Shots. Shots, shots, shots. For those damn progesterone uh, in oil days. Audra Day's Rise Up. And There Will Be Time by Mumford & Sons. My husband and I have an eclectic taste which range from indie to 90s classic R&B. What are your theme songs? Can you suggest some additions to your current IVF play- to our current IVF playlist? Thanks, and give Bo a head rub for me. Uh, man. I don't know. What is on our... What is on... What is our... Well, we don't like the same music. We do like some of the same music. Like Regina Spector. Like Regina Spector. Uh, I would put Folding Chair on there. It's the song I usually end this podcast with. It's That's a, a great song. Um, you know, I love, I think the uh, Port of Morrow, the Shins album, which is not this past album, but the one before that. There's a lot of great songs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Fall of 82? Or is it Fall of 83? One of those well, it's either 82 or 83. It's very peppy, very upbeat, talking about childhood. I like that song a lot. So there's a song, there's a new song that I've been, that I've had like on repeat for the last couple of weeks. Dory only listens to the radio in the car, so I don't know how she did this. And I'm going to play a few seconds of it right now. Oh, boy. Okay, that's that's all I can play, you know, for reasons of rights and stuff. Um, Says the two people who fucking have a Buddy Holly song as their intro. That is Carly Rae Jepsen's new song. She can write. Cut to the feeling. She can write. She writes. Should we just listen to a few more bars of it? I mean, it's just so good. Oh, wow, it really gets going. Story's dancing. All right. Okay. 
I mean, see what I'm saying? I see what you're saying, honey. I think that's a very that's a very peppy, upbeat number. Oh, oh! Can you not knock that glass of water onto my computer? Yeah, I did not not that that that. Um. So that song just like puts me in a good mood. Uh huh. I mean, you saw me dancing to it just now. I, I did. It's such a it's such a great. It's such a great song. So I recommend that song. I mean, well, really. I mean, listen to the shit song. See? Isn't this fun? This is the fall of 82. I don't... Come on. Okay. Yeah, see? Now you like it. I like the shins. Okay, I get it. I think it's about his sister. Oh. How great she was. I mean, it's not like pure unadulterated joy like Carly Rae Jepsen is. Pure unadulterated joy? Hang on. I don't think it's going to be in this. uh, I don't think you're going to have it. Because you are using a terrible music service. Um, uh, I'm using Spotify, which is the best music service. I know, but it doesn't have the song Joyride by the Dave Matthews Band. Oh, I'm sorry. The Dave Matthews Band catalog is not up to I don't know snuff. if they ever released it other than as a live uh, song. Hmm. Uh, so maybe that's why you don't have it. But anyway, that's a very joyful song. Um, there's one other song that I, like another like song I listen to when I want to kind of, that I find very uplifting. Yeah. Is this song by Fun. I find Fun very uplifting. Which song by Fun? Sight of the Sun. For once, there is nothing up my sleeve. Some scars from a life. This is the same chorus as the fall of 82. Okay. The fall of 82. You get the point. That's the same song. Oh, it's a I good think song. James Mercer should sue fun. This was an old song. So what year did that song come out? Um... Should say it right up there. It, I don't. Oh, it's in a playlist. Oh, it's it was a single. It came out in 2014. Oh, interesting. That's two years after the song that sounds exactly like that. That was crazy. They don't sound exactly the same. I'm. Hang on. Listen, oh, no, podcast. No, 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 no. This is this is getting too much. This is exactly my kind of podcast anyway, right now. Okay. Let me please allow oh me. Oh my god. I just want. What is the name of the song? Again? Sight of the sun. Sight of the sun. Let's just hear a little bit more. Of it. There is nothing up my okay. Some scars from what are you doing? Uh, I'm I'm looking to play the the Shin song right after it, but it wasn't allowing me to type. You well, you stopped the song. I know, but let's just go back one second. Interesting. And what was the name of that fun song again? Sight of the Sun. Uh-huh. 
I think we just found a lawsuit. And then, like, if you listen to it too, with the I do relate to you in so okay, I, many ways. Okay, I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm just, I'm gonna Oh, sorry. There is nothing up my sleeve. Some scars from the light. Anyway, I just James, if you're out there, you can sue fun. Uh, okay. Anyway, this was this is three great songs for her to play. That was I mean, I I think really most of Fun's music is like pretty uplifting. I think I Some think Nights is a great album. Just crank out the Carly Rae Jepsen because she seems to know what she's doing. And Carly Rae, I mean, anything by Carly Rae. She Ray. can write a hook. That's, That's what like, I'm saying. I mean, it's just like, if you listen to that fucking Call Me Maybe song, it's, it's like a such a good song. hook. It's that dumb violin and you're like, oh, well, that's the hook. You know, She, she just, writes hooks like fucking Rivers Cuomo. She performed in Toronto last night with like a full orchestra. She's Canadian. I know. You know, she's 31. I did know she was close to my age, yeah. Why? Well, it's just, you know, she she came out with Call Me Maybe, and I think people thought she was like 17. Um, she doesn't look 17. She looks 31. But it sounds like an old, like, I don't know, it sounded like a younger it sounds song. Sounds like a uh, crafty songwriter who can make a hit. Yeah. I would like to see her with a full orchestra. Well, honey... Today's your lucky day. She's in the backyard with a full orchestra. What? Yeah, head outside. Okay. I'll be in here. All right. All right. Uh, we've got time for a couple more emails, or do we have another voicemail? We have one more voicemail. Okay. Yeah, we're almost there. Ready? Yeah. Hi, Matt and Dory. Oh, my gosh. I'm so nervous. I love talking to people from the internet. <laughs> oh my gosh, I had to psych myself up to, or at least calm myself down to, to leave this voicemail. Um, I've been a fan, of, a fan of Matt for a very long time, and Dory, I hope to buy your book next week at a little indie bookshop in Pittsburgh. Nice. And okay. I so, 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 so want to get the $50 uh, tier on Patreon to get the signed copy as I <laughs> tweeted at you. I want to display it in all its glory. Aww. But I sent you an email with my medical struggles, with my whole gastric bypass, and I totally forgot to ask my question. I realized after I reread it, because I was going through my emails, <laughs> cleaning it up, um, I'm a very emotional eater, a situational eater. Mm-hmm. And this has nothing to do with how I do that, but I, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. I'm so <laughs> I start crying. I'm an emotional eater too. I just need some advice on how to put the food down, not eat my emotions, and live better. Because <laughs> I just, yeah. oh, the weight is it's killing me. I'm going to die in like five years. Because I'm so, just, I'm morbidly obese. I'm like 511 pounds. Which I did just go to the doctor today, and I had a seven-pound weight loss, and that for me is like a milestone. Oh my god! That's awesome. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I just love your podcast, and I I so hope you guys are blessed with a baby, and uh, you guys are just wonderful. And please give Bo a pat on the head for me. He is so adorable. I just want to come to your house and steal him. Oh, I hope everything <laughs> works feels out exactly with like dogs at the dog park. And please, oh my gosh, <laughs> Dory, do not try and break up the dogs. I don't want to see you get hurt again. That's why I broke it up. 
But, uh, oh, my God, I I totally, fully off the rails. But, okay. Any advice that you give me? I'm so sorry, I'm so nervous. Uh Bye, bye. Well, I think I got all of that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, advice. I figured you you would have some thoughts on Listen, this. I'm I've, I've I'm an emotional eater. Obviously, I've been there. I'm, I've done that. I'm doing that. I am that. Uh, I was 460 pounds at one point, so we were right in the same ballpark. Um, you know, it's it's. Does tough. that it's how much you weighed when you got gastric bypass? Uh, probably by the time I got that, it was probably a little bit more. Okay. Um, so did she say that she was going to get it or had gotten it? She, I think she said, uh, that she was thinking about it. I would say without a doubt, uh, that you should do it. Um, oh, she said, sorry, this was in an email she sent us previously uh that she, um, is in the process of having gastric bypass and, Oh, that's amazing. It is coming up on a year since I've started, and I'm nowhere near my target weight to get approved. Oh, I see. So you have to drop some to get it. So you're looking to know how to do Okay. This is an area we can get into very quickly. Um, yeah, so you have to show that you're willing to do the work um, if you're going to get the gastric bypass. Now, here's what I did. I uh, At the time I did it, you didn't have to show to do the work. You, no. didn't, you didn't have to. Um, you know, it was 10 years, no, 15 years ago. Good God. For the, 14 years ago. So, um, and I got it and I lost like 25 pounds in the hospital while I was there for a week and a half. And then I lost, you know, I probably got down at my lowest I think the effect of gastric bypass, I think the lowest I ever got down to was 350 pounds. I never got lower than that, but it was, you know, 110 pounds less than I was. It was an excellent start. But problem was I just started drinking carbonated beverage, which you're not supposed to do, which can pop the staples or do whatever. And at, over time, I ended up stretching out my stomach to normal. My stomach is now normal size. So... I can eat, you know, a normal amount of food. Probably more than a normal. I mean, yeah. Anyway, so I had to get on it and do it the old-fashioned way, which was diet and exercise. And it was never easy. Uh, Never has been easy. Still isn't easy. Uh, For me, it's it's been a struggle, and it's been something where I just sort of had to replace food with something. And, you know, for me, it was... Some you know, it was a little bit of smoking. It was somewhat of which I do not recommend anyone do. Um it was also finding out that I liked exercise. Um uh, I should also add she was hit by a drunk driver in May twenty fourteen and she's had several surgeries and has severe chronic pain and exercise is this not easy. This is an interesting for her. This is an interesting thing. Okay, so let me tell you about this sounds weird. I'm gonna tell you about Diamond Dallas Page Yoga. DDP yoga. Um the if you go to the website ddpyoganow.com, you can watch the f- video uh that plays on the page is a guy who was a paratrooper and he after too many jumps he had a spinal injury. 
He got very heavy. He had to walk with walking crutches. The doctor said he would never walk again. He was like that for 15 years. Real sad. And then he saw Diamond Dallas Page doing this yoga thing, and he decided to get it. And he had to use a chair, and it took him a while. But the guy runs now. Wow. He lost 200 pounds. He, I mean, there's a guy on there that was 600 pounds, and he lost 300 pounds in 18 months doing wow. this yoga. Um, and I, I'm not, you know, I don't get paid for this or anything like that, but it, 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 it is something that works. And, and you can start, you know, there's the beginner, beginner uh, level of this yoga, and you can do it at home, and you can sign up on your computer, and you can start out using a chair to support yourself. If you can't move, which if you watch the video on the page, on the main page, that's, um, that's what he had to do. And, uh, you know, it's somewhere to start. And by all means, if you have any real questions about this, email the podcast or email. I'll see if I can have, um, Dory forward it to me and I'll try to respond personally and help you out because it's a struggle and i listen i would be dead too i'd be dead by now if i was 460 pounds and i didn't do anything about it i get it that's so sad but it shouldn't be sad because there is there is hope out there yeah and it is i'm just getting sad thinking about you dying i know well we should get sad thinking about our listener dying yeah i am sad and i'm i think that she probably and turn this around i think so too and yeah i think honestly i just go check out the website just check out ddp yoga now there's some videos you can watch online about the transformations that he's done and the beauty of yoga is that you stand in one place and do it guys let me tell you that matt has been doing yoga for the last like month yeah and it's amazing he like i feel like it's really helping him What's helping me be sick? <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So that's 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 my advice. I hope that it made some sense. I think it did. I'm very hot right now. Oh, you know, what would you say to her about emotional eating? Uh, replace it. You have to replace it with something mm. else. You can't. You can't. You can't just stop outright because I know that just it's so hard. You have to seek you have to seek some sort of help on that. I would maybe think about going to Overeaters Anonymous. Mm. Um, talking to them. They do a lot of good work. Um emotional eating. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Sometimes what I do when I I think Overeaters Anonymous is a good suggestion. Sometimes what I think when I'm when I think I'm gonna be emotionally eating, I start drinking one and a half liter bottles of uh, Fiji water. Oh yeah, you've really downed that thing. Because it fills me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, I can't even eat anything. And mm-hmm. I've just filled myself with water. So, not nearly as satisfying, but it's a start. It is. Um, so I don't think we have time for these last couple emails. I think we're going to skip straight to our supporters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so thanks everyone who has been donating and supporting, um, via our traditional means of PayPal and Venmo, and also on our new Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash excellent adventure. Um, you can, you can support us with as little as a dollar a month. 
And for that dollar a month, you get one fun fact read on the podcast during the month of your first donation, meaning uh, the first month you get charged. So, which is always the first of the month. So if you donate in the middle of the month, you'll get first of the month. You'll now get your, you'll get your fun fact um, after the first of the following month. Um, if you donate 10 to $24 a month, you get a new fun fact every month, uh, again, after the first of the month, read on the podcast, um, and you'll get an exclusive photo and caption of us once a month for 25 to $49. You will get that monthly half hour bonus mini episode exclusive to Patreon donors at this level and above. So, you know, since the rest of you are slacking on the, on the iTunes reviews, uh, you know, this it is might a be way, the only way for you to get the podcast. only way to get that bonus episode. Donate 25 bucks a month. Reminder, if you do get the bonus episode, the a the 1000 five star reviews on iTunes, it's going to be a full length. Yeah, it will be a full length. So um, and then at $50 and above, you get a personalized voice message from both of us and a personalized signed copy of Startup a Novel. Um, P.S. If you are a $25 or above donor, you should have received a message from me via Patreon. So if you didn't get it, check your spam filters, etc. please. Okay. All right. Um, and now we just have a few supporters to read now because the rest of our Patreon people will come after the first of next month. July 1st is going to be a hell of a time. It sure is. Oh, we got to figure out when we're going to record that podcast because we mm. have that wedding. Yeah. I guess we could do it after the wedding. At night? Yeah. We're going to record. N- no, I'm not going to record after a wedding. Why not? No, we'll I don't want to. here. It's I don't, LA. I don't want to do that. All right. We'll figure it out. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Dennis Paris. Uh, Dennis is the first male in his family to catch a fish and accurately relay its size. Oh. Narantha Balagopal. Uh, Narantha splits time between performing difficult brain surgeries and being a world-renowned snooker player. I'd like to learn how to play snooker. It's a, just a British people do it. No one else does it. Sebastian Alzate. Uh, Sebastian has never read a Harry Potter novel, but he lies to people who ask him about it. <laughs> Lori, I don't know if this is Depache or Depace. I feel like it's Depace, but it could be Depache. Well, either way, either Lori way. has seen every Fast and the Furious movie 19 times. Whoa. And dreams of owning a 69 Dodge Charger. Wow. And Lauren Escobar. Uh, Lauren recently discovered a species of tree frog thought to be extinct. So good job, Lauren. That is very cool. And again, just uh, you can learn more on excellentadventure.com or just go straight to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash excellentadventure. And thank you for supporting us. Thank you so much for supporting us. You keep the lights on. You keep the batteries moving. You keep the memory cards empty. You keep the hard drive full of podcasts. You keep Bo happy. You do. You really do. Uh, you got in the microphone. Bo, totally asleep. Okay. Don't know. Our supporters got Bo his microphone. They did. I know. And it's his favorite toy. He loves it. Yeah. He loves swinging that thing around. So here we go. Uh, Thank you so much, everybody. Thanks, everyone. See you again next week. Honey, I'm going to turn the air conditioning back on. Thank God. It is 78 degrees. All right. Bye. Something I never told you.